Welcome to Nuclear Popcorn. The rules of the game are simple. The host will show the players the last five minutes of a movie they haven't seen. The players will have a week to formulate a pitch of what they think the plot is. The closest gets meaningless points, maybe a crisp high five, probably a smooch on the forehead because they're a good boy or girl. The host will then reveal what the actual plot was. And that's it. You'll get it. You're smart. And your host for the week is... Hi! Oh, oh hi. <laughs> I decided everybody starts just going, hi. I, you know, hi. I'm just excited to be here. We're excited to have you. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have him on every week. <laughs> It's that, that, you know, thank you guys for letting me be here. I, I really appreciate it. I'm very honored. Of course, of course. How are y'all doing? Doing. Doing, doing good. Well. Doing doing good. It's been a while. Who it's are been you? a while. It has been a while. Oh, hi. I'm Luke. I'm hosting this. Oh, week. <laughs> that's thank Luke. you for reminding me, August. Um, and that's me. I'm August. Hello. Hello. Who are you other lovely people here? <laughs> Hello, mine. I'm Thank Hannah. You. I'm currently drugged up on Musidex. Woo. I have a sinus infection but i'm fine other than that so this episode is going to be great this is going to be awesome movie. <laughs> That's really i do i do like the idea that in every episode previous to this you've started by saying i am the woman and by this time you not saying that it implies that your new gender is drug 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 yep 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 mm-hmm. and ben's also here ben's hey ben here. hi ben hey hello hi ben well thank you guys for joining us today You're um welcome. what's everybody <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody been up to recently? Let's catch up. Let's hang. Well, we just came back from Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gives you reference of when we're recording this. Oh, yeah, it I mean, is 2023. It is 2023. Wow. The year of Aye, our Lord. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys watch any good movies over the holidays? I watched Bullet Train three times in a week. Oh, my Whoa. God. Yes. So Fun. you hated it. No, I, I despised everything about it. <laughs> yeah. Just picked it apart more and more every watch. <laughs> I will say Brad Pitt's the only man that can pull off a ponytail. Ooh. We've been Whoa. new. We've been new. Not even Matt Damon. Oh wait, no, that's a man bun. So I watched Matt Damon. And oh, okay. Let me correct. Brad Pitt's the only white man that can pull off a ponytail. <laughs> Tom Cruise in that samurai movie? No. No. All right. <laughs> I had to check to make sure that I'm right. I watched seven movies since we nice. last like nice. new movies. Nice. I watched Francis Ha. Ooh. Prisoners. Ooh. Glass Onion. Ooh. Matilda. The Ooh. Wonder. Practical Magic and Banshees of Inisherin. How was the choreography in Matilda? Choreography oh was gosh. great. It looks I, I great. I can't stop watching. It that was one. wild. I've only seen the one clip. <laughs> yeah, no, it was wild. It was good. the kids were really good. I I think I gave it like a three. I was like, yeah, this was this was good. It seemed like a three kind of movie. Yeah, it has moments where you're like, wow, and then you have moments where you're like, hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. What did you think of Banshees of Inisherin? I really liked it. Oh, yeah. I thought oh it was gosh. so like I laughed <laughs> or giggled it's, a lot. Yeah, I was like, it's really funny. This is fun because really it's, it's Martin McDonough and he writes really good black comedy. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. It was good. What have you guys seen? Speaking of Banshees of Inisherin, uh, I went to my girlfriend's house and I watched In Bruges for the first time. Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> over it. The holidays, real good, real, real good. good. Also, Martin Very, McDonough. Um, very weird. It's not politically correct. No. no. By any means. Got it. <laughs> very much not so. Um, but it's very fun. But very few of his stuff really is. No, right. He kind of pushes the edge a little bit. And Which is Colin why... Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are just amazing in that movie, too. You can tell they have just great chemistry as people. Like, they're really good friends. Yeah. Right. We rewatched The Batman, and oh. I still can't believe that's Colin Farrell. 
Yeah. I mean, like it is, oh but I was like, Ooh. I had no idea the first time I saw it. We like walked out and I was like, that was Colin Farrell. With a lot of <laughs> makeup, that is Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my dad and I watched uh, The Fablemans. I had not seen The Fablemans. Oh, what'd nice. you think? It was incredible. Um, very kind of gut wrenching, I assume, mostly true story of Steven Spielberg's life. Mm-hmm. It's It was a lot sadder of a movie than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to be real, but it was incredible because it's Steven Spielberg and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ending, like the last five minutes of that movie made me so happy. I yeah. love the last shot. Yeah. The last yeah. That's a great it, shot. I don't want to spoil anything. But the the same, I shot. almost said yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I, th- I think I'm the only one here who thought it was kind of mid. <laughs> really? Overall, yeah. I thought it was like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I was just somewhere kind of in the middle. That's but, fair. I think it's one of those movies where it's like if you don't relate personally to specific things that happen, it's not right. going to be as good, which right. is which is fair because, you know, different people resonate with different movies. Uh-huh. So I think like that's why us three like it so much because there's specific things in it that like for me it felt like, oh, that that's happened to me like word for word, action mm-hmm. for action. Like that's so weird that he went through that same thing. He's just right. like me for real. He's just, yeah. I'm just like Steven Spielberg. Mine you is, are. I'm not Jewish, so I haven't experienced any of that kind of thing. <laughs> Gosh, I watched a lot. Yeah? Yeah? I watched a lot. What were some highlights? Looking at my letterbox, I think I watched 28 things. Good God! Since we last. That tracks. Like, I mean, it tracks, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's By normal new? human standards, that's crazy. But by Ben's standards, that's, dude, that's pretty that's normal. Tuesday. Okay? That's Tuesday. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. I should have gone for 30 or. Yeah. No. even 50. Uh, Pinocchio. Tisk. Pinocchio was Which magical. Pinocchio? The only good one. Okay. From oh. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> Absolutely delightful. So beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, Wong Kar Wai's decision to leave. Left me speechless. Mm. Um, I've heard amazing things about that. I haven't that. seen it yet. If you're a fan of Hitchcock, or like those twisty, turning narratives, this is Hitchcock in Park Chan-wook style. So really, really mm. well done. Uncharted was terrible. Why'd yeah. you watch it? Why would Awful. you ever watch Uncharted? <laughs> it's for for the list to to make up for all the movies I missed in 2022. Mm. Strange World. Whoa! I'll, really? I, I have a rant the- on Strange World. It's like. It it could be a very mid Disney movie, but it could also be like brilliant. <laughs> really, I think. Uh, well, read, watch the movie if you really want to. But I think my review says says everything about it. Which oh my gosh, that movie's got me on edge. Huh. Uh, Glass Onion, Glass Onion was pretty good. Well, it was all right. I enjoyed it. I, I liked it, it more than Knives Out. Mm. That I can okay. give credit for. Because we still had like the Knives discussion. More, but... I like Knives Out more too, but we had the discussion of how you don't like. Knives Out, so I'm glad this one I, made up for that. I still don't like the structure of either one. I haven't seen this one. I think the structure is like one of the coolest on. parts. <laughs> Let's not get into it. <laughs> Just continue, continue. They don't want to talk about the movie anymore. What? What? I'm not, what? I'm what? not talking to you. I'm talking, I'm talking to my microphone. To the You're talking okay. to them. Four last highlights. Uh, After Sun, Wow, Bardo by Inuritu, mm. Wow, RRR, Wow. RRR is crazy. And then Babylon. <gasps> oh. I, still, I really, I want to see that. Seems like people either love it or hate go it. See it. It is. It's got mixed reviews, but it's like it's very divisive. It has like a fifty something on Rotten Tomatoes. It is so movie. <laughs> the best part about I can't say anything else about it other than we got it. We just got to see like it. A like movie. a theater movie. It feels like a movie. Feels like a movie. I'm a simp for anything Damien Chazelle touches, so I am very excited for this one. Absolutely, same. But like, 
I I guess I don't know. I didn't know what to expect going in, other than it would be absolutely Crazy. ape crap, and that's what I got. And I'm, okay. I'm so happy because of it. So, yay! Yeah, yeah. good Woo. movies. Woo! 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 Okay, right. so long time ago, probably three weeks ago, I yeah, want to say, just about we watched um, the last five minutes to Ricky Tiki Tavi which is a repressed movie from my childhood. And we, <laughs> we, I forgot about this movie until like a month ago. Um, and we just rewatched the last five minutes. And yeah, do you guys want to recap what has happened to our silly little mongoose? Yeah, yeah. it starts with that, with a mongoose fighting a snake. Yes. Like it's, we start, well, well do you know what the timestamp we started at was? Uh, 20 minutes and 40 seconds. All right, and it's available on Tubi. Tubi for free. To be for free, um, so you guys can go watch that or just listen to us describe last or both. Probably do both. Yeah, both, both is both, the most both is good. Have some fun both with it. Good. Do both. Um, I I did not know he was a mongoose upon the first watch. <laughs> I it took me it took me until they called him a mongoose yes. for me to realize he was a mongoose. Same. Uh-huh, uh-huh. At first, in my notes, I wrote down ferret with snake spanish spanish speaking snake i wrote down weasel slash prairie dog i wrote squirrel and i think that's that's totally inaccurate but i i don't know i i, I think prairie dog is still better than squirrel considering yeah. he doesn't have a squirrel tail i don't know the anatomy of many like long small mammals small so, small little furry guys so with, with animation too it's kind of hard yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, zip around um uh, but he's got like like red eyes the yes. mongoose does and he's fighting a snake named... which made me think he was a wolverine but then <laughs> i don't know what a wolverine really looks like i'm just thinking of hugh jackman, hugh jackman um, <laughs> but okay so he's fighting a snake what's the name what's the snake's name uh starts with an N. oh i wrote i am wrote, I, it, down, am I allowed to help I wrote it down yes hannah do you have it somewhere i put la gallina but i think wait 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 that's i think that's that's sort of right with an n nagaina it is Uh, nagaina nagaina yeah 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 yeah. so he's fighting the snake he's chirping at him (laughs) (laughs) he's like vibrating at the snake at one point yeah he was like working on him yeah Um, oh no, that makes sense. I wrote, that he'd be, like, I wrote mimicking. jazz music in all caps, so I feel oh, that it's, music. it's kind of like spy jazz music. It's like the music old, in this is yeah. actually great. Like I, I just rewatched it this afternoon, and there's like a big band kind of live doing the soundtrack, and it's really, really good. I wish I would have capitalized on that. In my there's, pitch, but I didn't. I, I didn't notice. There's anything. snake steals a white ball slash egg. I, I think yeah. it's an egg. Hides it's in like a, a hole egg. in the ground. Yeah. So and uh, then. There's a whole song about death. Well, I th- well Ricky's so death. Ricky Tiki Tavi is the mongoose. Right. Yes. And he fights the snake and then chases the snake through the garden. Mm-hmm. And like two birds there watch go- over There's head. a gazebo. Oh, yeah. They're I fighting- put that in all caps for some reason. <laughs> gazebo. <laughs> gazebo. They're, fighting- <laughs> they're fighting in a gazebo. Ricky chases the snake off. Birds are watching. The mm-hmm. snake, who's a cobra, goes into a hole and Ricky follows him and then... The narrator comes on yeah. and goes, most mongooses wouldn't follow a snake into its hole because it might open up and the snake will be able to attack. And then the birds start singing, oh, this Ricky's dead. Death we need to sing his death song. <laughs> so they're like... There's um, a pre-established death song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Death now it's time for the death, the sad song of birds <laughs> bowing with, fe- with tail feathers spread. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they sing about Ricky Tiki Tavi's death. Uh-huh. And then he pops out of a hole 
and goes, the it's snake over. Will, it's over. Something. The snake will never bother us again. Yeah. yeah. And then the death song turns into like a hooray, go Ricky song. song. Yeah. Go, Rick, yeah. go Ricky song. Go Ricky's Ricky. All go right. Ricky. Go. And then uh, Ricky is in a bed with a young boy. Um, I thought Girl? it was. It's I thought it was a girl. Child. Her, it's a boy. His, his name oh. is Teddy. It's a boy? If that, yeah, yeah. His name Teddy. is Teddy. Yeah, then. his name's Teddy. So oh. Ricky they, they call saved him that. the garden and Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's, Teddy's the boy, and Ma, and Ricky is in the bed with Ricky, or with Teddy, and Teddy's parents come in and go, oh, he saved the garden, and he saved us. Mm-hmm. And then the narrator says, oh, and he protected, he, he did what every mongoose should, and he protected the garden for the rest of time or whatever. Yeah, he kept the garden as a mongoose should, and a cobra will never dare show its head. I say Teddy has no gender. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy is not Teddy Duncan. Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) uh, Hey, I also thought it was a girl. So I, you'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then it it tilts up above the house, revealing a tropical location. It looks tropical. It looks like I think I saw palm trees and like. Oh my! This is on the second watch, and then it shows the moon, and then. I did not realize. So it's Glendale. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited to. So you guys got it very right. Like I mean, it's there's nothing much that's very confusing about the last five minutes. It is a 30 minute made for TV movie. Um, but yeah, you guys are very accurate in your assumptions. The recap. (laughs) In the recap. (laughs) We'll we'll see about the pitches. Um, No, my 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 pitch is so wrong. I did not get the I did not get the snake's name at all. I forgot there was a narrator. I didn't realize the snake had an. Egg. I also forgot there was a narrator. I, yeah, I didn't. I thought the birds were blue jays, and they very clearly are not blue jays. Are they woodpeckers or what? I, they look more like woodpeckers, but okay, they are Taylor like, birds. They're Taylor what? Birds. Taylor birds. Taylor birds. Okay, because I don't know what heads. that is. Me neither. That's what they say in the movie, so that's what oh, I'm going to okay. go with. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I guess we can go into our first pitch then, which is uh, I guess. Hi. Uh, um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Mine's not great, but that's okay. Shush. Yes, it it's is. wonderful. It's, be it's better amazing. than nothing. Do not um, talk poorly about yourself. I will kick your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you freeze it, and we're like, oh. Oh, that was no, bad. No, 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 you should feel it, shame. It'll probably be good. All right, so it starts with Ricky, a lowly mongoose at a Paris cafe, reading *The Stranger* by Albert uh, <laughs> Albert. Albert Camus, I think. It's, it's a French name. Okay. This <laughs> is French. Uh, he realizes he's running late, so he saunters to his car. He drives to a hotel and picks up three guys. Wait, the what? mongoose. Ricky yeah. the, mo- the mongoose okay. is sitting at the He's cafe. sitting at a Paris cafe. Right. Yes. Reading the stranger. He hops in his car okay. and drives okay. to a hotel. Just trying to establish up. the... Yeah. He picks up three guys, a mean-looking snake, a chill-ass duck, and a sexy frog. <laughs> This is great. Tag, tag, tag yourself. No, I'm the frog. This is like <laughs> hype frog and toad going. <laughs> um, so Ricky drives them to a bank. Everyone but Ricky puts on ski masks and goes inside. Is this baby driver? No, no, no. Oh. no, no Fish called Wanda? Kinda. 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 <laughs> uh, it's the Italian job. Ricky sits for a while reading his book. Then the thieves come out with duffel bags full of money and tell Ricky to floor it. Ricky notices the snake's been shot and the duck is covered in blue paint. Then Ricky slams on the gas. Then a nearby group of Blue Jays, again, I thought the birds at the end of the movie were Blue Jays, start singing a song about how Ricky is going to die as they escape from the cops. Um, they're like, oh, it's time to sing Ricky's death song. 
that that happens a couple uh, times where they they go, oh, he's gonna oh, die. He's gonna die. Same <laughs> same <laughs> reason that's that's the only song in the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, then there's like a five minute car chase that ends with the criminal's car in an alleyway, and the mouth is blocked off by a bunch of cops. Ricky sits there calm. Lyle, who's the snake, because I didn't get his name. He's not a crocodile. No. <laughs> oh, played by Sean Mendez. <laughs> no. So Lyle places a hand on Ricky's shoulder and tells him to floor it. Keith, the sexy frog, protests, saying they'll kill the cops. Lyle tells Ricky to do it anyway. Ricky plows through the cop barricade, killing a few of them. Then they make it to a safe house and split the money four ways. Lyle pulls Ricky aside and tells him on the next job in a couple days, Ricky's going to have to go into the bank with them, which means he might have to shoot someone. Ricky says that if the snake thinks it's okay, then it's okay. Then Keith, the sexy frog, pulls Ricky aside. He says Lyle shouldn't be trusted. He's a sociopath, and Ricky can't keep tying his own morality to Lyle's. Ricky goes home, spends the next few days reading, smoking, and generally laying about while the others plan their next heist. After a few days, Ricky picks them up for the heist. It goes horribly, mainly because it's the same bank they robbed before. (laughs) (laughs) During the heist, one of the tellers pulled out a gun and shot the duck. Uh, a customer tripped Ricky, and the frog, the sexy Keith, wooed so many. <laughs> wooed so many. Customers. The sexy Keith. <laughs> frog, the sexy Keith, wooed so many of the customers that they wouldn't stop trying to feel him up. Mm. Uh, oh. And then the cops came Ooh. before they even got mm. out of the bank. Lyle snuck out of the back, shot a few of the cops and a few hostages. Sexy frog, the Keith, is hidden by a few other hostages. Whoa. The duck and Ricky make it to the car, but the duck is bleeding out in the back seat. Ricky is screaming at the duck to hold on. They're almost to the hospital. As he looks back, they veer off a bridge and crash into the river. The Blue Jays again be- begin singing about how Ricky is dead. He emerges from the river and grabs onto a floating log, yelling at the birds, I'm not dead, you damn pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> he passes out on the log and wakes up hours later on the riverbank in the French countryside. Ricky wandered for what felt like days, completely dehydrated and delirious, until he stumbles upon a huge house full of fleshy, furless giants. He passes out on the doorstep right before they find him. (laughs) He wakes up a little later in a cage, but he doesn't care since there's a big bowl of water next to him. As he drinks, he hears the smaller of the three giants plead in some strange tongue with the two larger giants. The larger giants nod their heads, and the little giant takes Ricky out of his cage and holds him and gives him sweet, gentle pets. He learns that this is a giant child, and those are her giant parents. Over the next couple weeks, the child nurses Ricky back to health, giving him food and the warmest of creams to heal his failing body. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ricky also slowly learns the language of these giants. There's also another giant child, a boy. Ricky rarely sees him because he enjoys playing outside, but sometimes, just sometimes, the boy sneaks into his sister's room and opens up to Ricky about his struggle with his love for biting miniature ceramic horses and the feeling uh-huh. that his parents won't accept him for who he really is. I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like me. <laughs> a few weeks later, after the family takes their Christmas uh, takes their pictures for their Christmas card with Ricky at the front, the boy goes out to play. After a few hours, Ricky watches the parents, frantic and confused, carry the boy inside and place him on the couch. After an hour, another giant in a white coat arrives and begins touching the boy with various metals. Solemnly, the white coat giant shakes his head and leaves. Oh Ricky gosh. learns that the boy was bitten by a venomous snake who was trying to steal the boy's gold-plated G.I. Joes. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky knows it was Lyle. The girl goes back to her room and talks to Ricky, telling him how the snake who killed her, brothers must be, her brother must be stopped, but not killed. He just needs to be captured or driven away. Ricky breaks out of his cage and then the house to go find and stop Lyle and also seek revenge for the boy. 
On his way, he runs into sexy Keith the Frog, who has become a real estate agent. After trying to sell Ricky a small two-bed, two-bath cottage that was built, then sold by the owners because they moved to Saskatchewan, Mm. sexy the Keith Frog tells Ricky where Lyle is. (laughs) Ricky goes and finds Lyle. Lyle tells Ricky he should leave the Giants, rejoin Lyle's gang. Ricky thinks for a second. He's torn. Either he sides with the snake who has been his moral guide for years, or he stays with his new family. Lyle then places a hand on Ricky's shoulder and says, Ricky, just let me kill the girl so I can have those gold-plated hunky soldiers. (laughs) (laughs) This decides it for Ricky. They fight for a while, then Ricky gets the upper hand and has the snake on the ground, a serrated knife to Lyle's throat. Ricky, Ricky wants to kill Lyle, but remembers what the girl says. Don't kill the snake. So Ricky, content in the moral righteousness of a child, doesn't kill Lyle. Then they get into a fight again. Then we have the last five minutes where the Blue Jays once again sing of Ricky dying. But they're once again wrong. <laughs> wow, so that's my pitch. Whoa. Wow, it was, it was the quickest of my pitches. I love how you like refer to the big furless giants <laughs> <laughs> like from the perspective of the animals. I'm imagining everything from Ricky's perspective. I love yeah. the song that repeats. That's just wrong. It's wrong. Every <laughs> time. Oh, no, he's dead. They just keep singing. It's like oh, he's dead. So every time, like, it's like, oh, his... but someday we'll be right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they never are. So you're watching the movie. He's like, oh, his death song is playing. He's not dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's my pitch. Also, he... some gold-plated GI Joes. <laughs> Questions, comments, a uh, few concerns, suggestions. Um, <laughs> So the stranger by French guy. Yeah. What is? Why was that included? I mean, I guess you read it. it it's I yeah, yeah. So it's it's so it uh, in the movie it really sets up uh, Ricky's character as being uh-huh. generally kind of carefree, uh-huh. not carefree, just like he doesn't care about much. Uh-huh. He's got no self sense of morality, mm-hmm. so he's tied it to the snake Lyle. So he <laughs> he uh, he really does whatever Lyle says because he doesn't give a shit either way. But he lets Lyle decide things for him, and then at the end of the movie, he lets the uh, the girl decide things for him. He lets the girl mm. be his sense of morality instead of Lyle. Yeah, my kids would get that on the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I I watched the bad guys over the break as well, which is oh how was it? Animal heist movie. I really liked it. Mm. The animation style is really cool. I've heard the animation is not. Is it Sony? Really cool. cool. I think. Wait, I think it's DreamWorks. Oh, okay. I don't you know, know, I actually maybe, don't know. Maybe universal. I haven't seen it. It sounds know. good. Mm. It, looks, but, it looks good. Yeah, but it's like, imagine that, but clearly with like gang warfare and like <laughs> blood and Super intense. guns. I love it. I love it so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted the car. I want the car scene of the bank heist where the duck is bleeding in the back seat. I want that to be very reminiscent of Reservoir That's Dogs. That's what I was going to no, say. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Driver meets <laughs> Reservoir yeah. Dogs meets. French absurdism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the big three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's my pitch. Wow, that's amazing. I, I it was it. good, August. It was, yeah. It I, was don't know. Good. I don't know what the negative you self-talk was about. Pure. It's just not great. my usual brand. You know what I'm saying? Oh, all right. All right. Uh-huh, I mean, so. I had the boy who, who loves biting miniature ceramic horses. Right. That's about the most me I got on this pitch. Like, sexy the Keith Frog? Like, come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, Keith, my favorite character. That was so cool. I will say, he has to change his name because Keith is not a scary name. Yeah. Maybe he could change it to Dolph or something? Boris. 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 Sexy Boris the Se- Frog Frog. I will say, what I wrote down was sexy the, comma, Keith Frog. <laughs> <laughs> so in, like, a last name, first name scenario, it would be Frog Sexy. It would be, be Keith Frog Sexy the. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. Thank Brilliant. You. Um, I do want to take this time, though, to remind you that in addition to recording this podcast, this is my trial run for my stand-up routine. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I got some more jokes <laughs> to run by you, if that's okay. Yeah, yes, please. please. Uh, what did the grape say when the elephant sat on it? I don't know. What? Nothing, but it let out a little wine. But um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was bad. I know. I, I liked it. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> it let out a little wine, cause like wine. Uh huh. No, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I thought I joke. might have to explain it because you know, it's, Luke, it's I, very high level of humor. Uh, right, I hope you right. just get up there and tell all of these jokes mm-hmm. and do your stand up routine. Just I think it's gonna go well. I'll one right row. after the other. Don't yeah. give any breathing room. No room for laughs. Let me know just... when you're showing at Zany's, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Dimitri Martin, but nowhere as good as Dimitri Martin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that moves us on to our next pitch, which is uh, Hannah. Says, well, hello, it's me. See, we're on a theme of French today. Uh, yeah, we are, I guess, yes. you know. <laughs> I will um, break that theme. All right. <laughs> the, so, movie, the movie broke the theme. I thought the movie was in the French countryside. It was in the tropics somewhere. It's somewhere. I mean, <laughs> close enough. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same, same thing. thing. Same, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, France does have a beach. It's a pretty famous one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Saving Private Ryan, let's go. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, okay, so God is a goose. Hear me out. What? Hey, huh? Um, wait, yeah. what? Wait. Each timeline of our universe is held in an egg. Ricky, a mongoose, is the guardian what? of time, watching over each of these universes until they are ready to hatch. Ricky has this thing, though, right? He loves listening to jazz while doing his job. Unfortunately, Ricky gets too into the scatting one day to spot that <laughs> na- Nagina? Nagina. Nagaina. Not Nagaina. Nagaina. What? The snake and destroyer of the cosmos, self-given title, is stealing an egg all to himself. <laughs> he just keeps going around, I am the destroyer of the cosmos. Shut up, Nagaina. Told me as such. Uh, so he's stealing an egg for himself. This egg, however, is our universe, the human world, and it's bound to hatch soon. God the Goose tells Ricky he has to go on a quest to find the missing egg or else. Ricky asks what he means by that, but God refuses to say what, and honestly, he probably doesn't know, because this sort of thing really hasn't happened before. Um, Ricky is nervous because he's all he's ever done is guard time and space. He's never gone out into it. That night, Ricky has his first vision of the future of a human girl. I'm saying that Teddy's a girl. So Teddy sleeping in her bed. She gets scared, calls out to her parents who comfort her. She's looking for Ricky, but he's nowhere to be seen. Ricky feels a tremendous connection to the little girl and knows what he must do. Ricky finds his bravery and traverses through heaven slash the animal world to find the egg. It's good. It's it's good to note that animals are actually angels who can walk through any hatched universe they so please. Whoa! Ricky meets Gosh. strange characters of all types, some of whom are willing to help him, and others who are working with the snake to take God's power. Throughout his journey, Ricky sees more visions of the human girl. They're always accompanied by a sick sax solo. Speaking of sick, <laughs> her health is declining as the snake's power grows oh, in numbers. Poor Teddy. The snake plans to eat the egg and use the energy of the unborn universe to take over God's position. In the final confrontation, as we saw, Ricky is able to steal back the egg in the final fight in that little dark hole. Our universe hatches at this time, setting the clock back and making things right. Ricky is given a choice by God the Goose to either stay in his job watching over the eggs or become mortal, join the little girl in the human world, and forget everything about his long and perilous adventure. 
Ricky longs for companionship and rest, choosing to forget everything and love the little girl despite all the winding down of the time of time. This is why we see him in bed with her, his eyes aflame, his only remnants of his life as a guardian. Wow. So in short, Ricky is Jesus, the snake was the devil, and God lays, lays eggs. So long and good night. Whoa. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm That's high on Musa next. <laughs> This, this is great. That God great. is a woman, God. and her name is Mother Goose. <laughs> God is a goose. Oh my God! God is Thank a goose. You. High stakes. High what stakes. High stakes. <laughs> Very high stakes. The bar has been raised, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was great. Oh man. Oh no. So we have Sexy Frog the Keith. Yeah. And then God, God the Goose. God Keith the Goose. Frog, sexy yep. the God the Goose. <laughs> God is a goose. Oh my gosh. I have no notes. That was yeah, like that was great. Wow. I just want to watch that. Thanks. I mean, we kind of did. But, <laughs> but I want to watch your version of it. That was fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh. Whoa. Any and yeah, notes? with like hard jazz playing in the background the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Is this Babylon? Is this what Babylon this is? is? Bab- uh, well, Damien Chazelle eat your heart out. I didn't want to say anything. Coming but... for your career. <laughs> Dang. Oh gosh, I'm glad I went first because that I, I could not top that. No, no stop. Stop with oh, the no, negative self so talk. What are you doing? <laughs> any other notes? I don't have any. That I was have great. Nothing because that was great. That was nuts. Thanks. Yeah, I'm all set. Ah, y'all want another joke? Yeah. Yes, please. Thank you. Two fish are in a tank. One turns to the other and says, "Do you know how to drive this thing?" <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Hey, got the August approval. Now imagine the fish is John Bernthal. You're right. Oh. You're, you're very right. I, I don't know why. The first thought was Walking Dead before Fury. Because <laughs> there's also a tank in like the first, the first season. Episode. Of, yeah. I oh just watched The Bear, so that's what I thought. Oh, that nice. like Chef John Bernthal is a fish. The Bear is so good. It's just great. That was, that was a good joke. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And for our final pitch of the round, uh, our boy Ben. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, I am ah. our boy Ben. Hi, our boy Ben. First name, our boy. That's I'm a cool dead. first name. Our boy. Our boy. Our boy. A R B O Y. It sounds like a like a bad superhero sidekick. And this is my sidekick, our boy. Hi guys. Hi guys. I was originally called Starboy, but my parents ran out of space on the <laughs> certificate. <laughs> they started at the front at the, with the R. <laughs> he's actually the weekend. He's, he's, a, yeah, he's a star boy. He's a, he's a, he's a R boy. Yeah. It, it's short for Richard. I'm I'm really Richard Boy, but no one likes that name. <laughs> Let's get into this. <laughs> Luke, edit that how you please. Leave that in and Let's you stay know it. In. Come on now. Okay, uh, in 1957, central London, not the tropics, central London, <laughs> the mongooses are a gang of youths that fight the snakes for control of the Kensington neighborhood in central London, not the tropics, central London. <laughs> we are in central London. I typed that a lot. Uh, during a fight between the two species, human pest control agents Magnus and Paul break up the brief skirmish when they attempt to wipe out all of the pests in the area with the new smoke technology. Uh, the mongooses and the snakes are too quick and avoid any kind of disruption to the fight against each other. And the mongoose leader, Ricky, proposes a big fight between the two groups. Is this he, West Side Story? Um, you were the first to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> he approaches his friend Tavi, who is on parole for, uh, for help. But Tavi refuses, wishing to turn over a new leaf with the help of Gisela, the snake who keeps the Kensington Gardens Hyde Park clear of rodents. Meanwhile... <laughs> 
Uh, Medusa, snake leader Basilisk's sister, is betrothed to his friend Tiki, but yearns for independence. One night under the silver moon hidden behind the black polluted skies, Tavi and Medusa meet and fall in love. This angers Basilisk, who agrees to Tiki's term uh, for a big fight if Tavi attends. Tavi voices his love for Medusa, and the couple meet outside of Medusa's snake hole, promising to see each other the next day. Snake hole lounge. Medusa's snake hole lounge. (laughs) Basilisk and his girlfriend Asmodeus argue about life in London compared to northern India, where they're from, with uh, Asmodeus believing that British imperialism is good since it brought them to a better place with more air pollution, rats, and crumpets. Uh. In spite of the pessimistic and rude basilisk. The pest control guys, Magnus and Paul, anticipate a fight between the two species, but they witness Tavi and Medusa hanging out romantically, so they shrug off their suspicions of any disturbance because humans react to um, interspecial relationships well. (laughs) Tavi takes uh, Medusa on a date to the Queen Victoria statue. He reveals he was imprisoned by the pest control guys for about a year after he nearly clawed a cobra to death, which scared him into reforming. Uh, they let him off the hook for probably good behavior or some some reason. Uh, Medusa makes Tavi promise to stop the fight between the species, and they pledge their love to one another. Tavi tries to convince Ricky to call off the fight by stealing his newly bought gun. I, n- wait, shoot, I forgot to change that. Uh, <laughs> not gun, because they don't have arms and can't use guns. So, uh, so wait, wait, hold he on. Can you use his mouth? Is right? weapon. Uh, right? Artificial Kale? fangs. Kale? They use artificial fangs because both species have to use it in the end fight. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, Wait, hold on. Is, is Ricky's the leader of the mongooses and Tavi is our, like, Romeo? Uh, Tavi, not necessarily Romeo, but he's he was a part of the mongoose gang. gang. But now but he's he love, wants to turn over a new leader. Because now he's in love with Medusa. Because he's reformed. Because he's on parole. But and doesn't he, want to ruin his Wait, who's in love with Medusa? He can't go to the dance. He's on parole. Uh, Tavi. Okay, okay. He's reformed yeah, and in love with Medusa. Tony. Uh, Tavi. Yeah. Tony. <laughs> and the riff. I mean, Ricky is the leader of the, <laughs> of the mongooses. Oh, so they, he steals artificial fangs to be used in the fight. Uh, but the snakes steal the artificial fangs back Paul orders Magnus and the pest control guys to stop the fight from happening, but despite their and Tavi's efforts, the fight continues, and Basilisk fatally bites Ricky. Yes, Tavi, in a fit of rage, claws at Basilisk and kills him. The mongooses and the snakes flee with the pest control guys arrive, uh, while Tiki finds Ricky's fangs. Yeah, lots of names. Medusa gushes about her love for Tavi to her snake posse in a big musical dance number. She is also a snake, so it looks very awkward. But Tiki arrives and reveals that Tavi killed Basilisk at the fight. Medusa is distraught, but meeting Tavi later, she refuses to let him turn himself to the pest control guys, as it would mean losing him as well, and they plot to scurry and slither away together. Uh Gisela learns of Basilisk's death and reflects on her relationship with a mongoose many years ago, when there was harmony in the garden. Meanwhile, Tiki plots to kill Tavi against the snake's protests. Asmodeus, after identifying Basilisk's body at the morgue, returns home to see Medusa with Tavi as she leaves the apartment, um, or as he leaves the apartment. Asmodeus argues with Medusa but accepts that she and Tavi are in love. While Magnus and Paul search for Tavi, Medusa sends Asmodeus to warn him um, about Tiki, who still has the gun. Artificial fangs. Uh, (laughs) However, Asmodeus encounters the mongooses who shout racial slurs at her and attempt to kill her, but uh, Gisela intervenes. I didn't come up with uh, example racial slurs, by the way. Uh, I decided that would be a bad move. Yeah, this, our world already has enough. We don't need any. Yeah, seriously. For 
cobras. Or cobras, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but traumatized, Asmodeus spitefully says, Tiki killed Medusa in a fit of rage and vows to return to East India, giving up all hope for her future uh, in British imperialism. So Gisela condemns the mongooses, who disperse in shame before pest control arrives and wipes out all of them with their new smoke technology. So mo all but one of the mongooses are now dead, except for Tavi. Tavi's the only one. <laughs> Gisela informs Tavi of what Asmodeus has said, that Medusa has been killed, and Tavi scurries into the garden, begging for Tiki to kill him. Medusa arrives to his relief, but Tiki emerges and gets into a skirmish with Tavi, which is where we pick up with the last five minutes. The last five um, minutes is the rumble. And at this point, the writers realize there are too many plot points that they originally wanted to include for a 30-minute family movie. <laughs> so they tried to introduce a random British family and a couple of singing songbirds. <laughs> uh, in the end, Tavi defeats Tiki and saves the family, I guess, and ends up with Medusa happily ever after. Until, in a post credit scene, Paul and Magnus show up immediately after the fight, and wipe out all of the snakes and Tavi from the garden with their new smoke technology. Because, in the end, mongooses and snakes are not so different. They lack the right to basic dignity, dignity and eventually will be eradicated by the firm hand of British imperialism. We cut to months later. Asmodeus is in the East uh, India beaches, where she begins a new life in her old home. The end. All right. Wow. Fun. <laughs> Um, I just watched West Side Story 2, the new one. That's and why this came to mind. Right. I saw your be real and was like, well, hmm. they'll get it. <laughs> it's wow. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Hey, I love it so much. That's pretty good. Hey, hey that's, pretty that's pretty good. good. The random iDubs reference. Oh my gosh. That, oh, that, was pretty, that was pretty good, Ben. That was pretty good. I tried to stay on theme. I forgot to replace the one gun <laughs> and decided I'd, that was like, or the two the guns <laughs> so I changed it I, but um, I lost track of who was who halfway through yeah that. I mean you do when you watch West Side Story too yeah right yeah except Bernardo has a very distinct face so <laughs> I I've, I've never he seen was West Side Story the original West Side Story Bernardo yeah. is he's in something oh he's in the Young Girls of Rochefort by Jacques Demy uh, Which is a masterpiece. Masterpiece, the baby. The Umbrellas guy. Yeah, the Umbrellas guy. Umbrella yeah. Academy. Dang, I guess I gotta give points now, huh? You do. Um, I'll, I'll do points and then my last joke, if that's okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'd, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give most accurate to Ben. Oh. Because. <laughs> wow. <laughs> only because, only because. You mentioned India, and that's the actual setting for oh. the movie. Okay. Oh. oh. And I just looked up where cobras were from. <laughs> it's in <laughs> East India. You're right. You're very right. Cool. Um, and the whole skirmish, I guess, with them fighting is more accurate than the other two, as far as motives are concerned. So yeah, okay. I get. I award seven mongooses to Ben. Oh my gosh. Nice. What are you gonna do with them? Seven uh, where am I gonna put them? <laughs> and I'm wait, gonna... wait, like the animal or the or the bikes? The bikes, the BMX oh, bikes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm gonna, gonna, gonna build him a ramp. Where so am I gonna put them? Merry Christmas. Sick Have fun tricks. with your mongooses. Mongai, mongooses. Mongai. <laughs> Mongai, I'm mongoose. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give my favorite to Hannah because it was. It took the maybe the simplest movie we've ever done for the podcast and just made it this. 
multi-level multi-level movie of the cosmos you know <laughs> movie of the cosmos ariana grande was wrong god is a goose god is, god a, is goose. a goose god is a goose <laughs> and lays eggs um and i award you 19 cobras Wow! Oh, so he, you got how? You got seven. Seven. Mike Chawini's gonna have a real problem with that. Mike Chawini. Yeah. All that to say, August, yours was amazing, and I don't want you to think I'm that. I'm not personally your offended. Was. Okay, you just really said you thought your offended. pitch was bad, but well, it, was, it wasn't great. Bro, it was I fantastic. thought it was great. I'm gonna come over there and whoop your butt. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Whoop your butt. There's no fighting in the blanket for it. There is oh, no fighting. We're, 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 we are in a blanket, 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 blanket for, for reference. For reference. <laughs> if the audio sounds much better. Stop talking poorly about yourself. We're in a blanket for it. We're in a blanket for it. Uh, I got one more joke, if that's okay with yes. you guys. Yes. Yeah, we love the jokes. I guess we'll allow it. One more joke, if you guys, you know, will indulge me. Tom was excited to be on words. He had asked the girl he's had a crush on for years to go to prom with him, and she said yes. Indeed, Tom had decided he should make the he should make this the greatest prom date ever seen in the school. Every detail would be perfect, and his date would be happy. And maybe they would be crowned prom king and queen. Yeah, that's exactly what Tom wanted. So a week before the big night, the teen set out to organize the date. The first thing on his list was to get himself a high-rate tuxedo off the fanciest suit shop in the town. It, it took a little bit of shopping, but he was very selective at this time. But eventually... Tom settled on a classic black tuxedo. He went to purchase it, but uh, found an absolutely enormous line for the sale, uh, for the only cash register in the store. Uh Tom could do nothing but groan and wait patiently. Sometime later, the sun lower in the sky, Tom emerged from the shop and made for his next destination, the limousine rental place. It was a short distance away, but traffic was thick indeed. It was nearly sundown when Tom arrived, and much to his dismay, there was a long, long line of other teenagers who had the same idea filling up the place. Tom grinned and bared it. This would be worth it in the end, he told himself. The moon was high in the sky by the time Tom returned home. Somehow traffic back to his neighborhood was even worse than it was in the city. At last, the exhausted boy collapsed onto his bed and drifted to slumber. All too soon, it was the morning of the prom. Pushing through the intense butterflies in his stomach, Tom knew there was yet more that needed to be done, and soon. He first so went scared. to... <laughs> what? I'm so scared. <laughs> he went first to the barber to get himself a sleek and handsome haircut, sure to woo his date. Much to his dismay, the only decent shop in town was stuffed to the brim with customers. This is going to be a long wait indeed. Finally, leaving with a trimmed head of hair, Tom drove at once to the flower shop. He sought a red rose to place at his date's dress. He should have known better. The flower shop was packed, long line after long line. How poor his luck. Thankfully, a vibrant red rose was available to Tom, much to his relief. And so all was set and ready for tonight's wonders. The rented limo rolled up to her house, and Tom stepped out to greet his day. Holy smoke, she was beautiful. She was pretty in class before, but with that makeup and that dress, that hairstyle, that bright smile, Tom could only trip over himself, his own mouth, as he stammered greetings. The two got in the back of the limo and drove off to the school. What is happening? This is beautiful. (laughs) Naturally, there was a long line to get inside. Something about keeping it orderly and not packed at once. Tom had overheard. But the lines hardly mattered now. He had the girl of his dreams to chat with. Slowly, ever so slowly, they made their way into the building. The night proceeded just as Tom had hoped. Absolute perfection. He could tell that she was having a fantastic time. After a romantic slow dance, she looked up into his eyes. Babe. I'm thirsty. Can can you get me a drink? Of course, anything. 
And with that, Tom made for the usual refreshments, and there was no punchline. Oh. <laughs> no. I was waiting. I was what? like, what's going on? <laughs> That was beautifully written. That was so well. It was not mine. I did not. No, but like. I did not write this. Still, it's like wonderful language. And then it builds to nothing. There's no punchline. I mean, I guess that is a punchline. Because there have been lines the whole time. Right. I mean, it had to be something with lines. Because there was yeah. so much of that. I was like, but, yeah. but why? But that's the one thing that carried over. Ugh. August is done. Like chuckling is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's I have. Oh my uh, I have a few of those saved where they're just really long jokes with like a stupid punchline. Those are the best, though. Those are the best. It's like the the horse with the band. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get into that one sometime the soon. Yeah. Pink and purple polka dotted ping pong ball. Right. Yeah. Or, is that a joke or is it just like a story? Like no, a that's a joke. Story? Oh, it is a joke. Yeah. Okay. One eye, one horse. No, no. no it's, yeah, it's like a, it's a story. Sorry. Doesn't have a punchline, but it's like an unsatisfied. Yeah, I'm lost. Different jokes for different folks. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I like that one. Uh, thank you for listening to that long-winded joke. You guys want to hear what the actual Ricky Tiki Tavi is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Ricky well, Tiki Tavi. I'm okay, actually. No. <laughs> All right. And that, the, thank you guys so thank much you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, Ricky Tiki Tavi is a made-for-TV movie from 1975. With the wackiest credits I've ever seen. Matt Healy? <laughs> the 1975? Yeah. Screw you. Um, so, uh, Ricky Tiki Tavi is uh, a snippet of The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling. And a bunch oh. of these snippets were oh. adapted into television, like kids' films. That um, This me. one was adapted for the screen by Chuck Jones, who is yeah. wow. the well, godfather of Warner Brothers, who created Looney Tunes oh and a bunch of household staples. Got it. Um, and explains, so, it's really well animated. So it's yeah. very well yeah. animated, very well put together. It was produced, directed, and written for the screen by Chuck Jones. Wow. And the narrator... Oh, did we not mention there's a narrator at the end? We did mention. We did mention. Yeah, we did. None of us yeah. Yeah. Did any of you guys pick up on what voice that was? I'm going to no. guess Anthony Hopkins. That is Orson Welles. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Uh, so, so I was really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is Orson Welles of Citizen Kane fame. Uh, it also stars uh, Les Tremaine, June Foray, who also did a bunch of, she's a great um, voice actor. Michael LeClaire, Shepard Shepherd Menken, and Lenny Weinrib. Um, very short cast, um, but it's from 1975 and adapted from The Jungle Book. And it opens on uh, Chuck Jones Presents um, Ricky Tiki Tavi from The Jungle Books. Um, that's how it's set up. So we open on... So th once the movie starts past the credits, uh, we open on, like, a rainy day in the forest, and there's uh, a bunch of water going down a rapid... And we see a mongoose trying to like escape and trying to swim outside the stream and that he escapes and he's just kind of sitting on a perch and then it cuts to a title card um, and explains that this is the Sigauli can cantonment in India. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't think I am. Um, so it's in India and apparently this British family is there. I haven't read the Jungle Book. I don't know why they're there. <laughs> um, but uh so the mongoose is Ricky Tiki Tavi. That's his name. Uh, and so he starts 
sorry, no, he escapes from the stream, but he's all, like, waterlogged, so he can't move, and suddenly, uh, like, Teddy, the little kid, comes up and says, like, oh, it's a dead mongoose, let's have a funeral, immediately oh. <laughs> ready to just, like, bury him, but the dad is like, no, 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 let's, let's take him inside and see if he's not really dead. <laughs> um, so the family wow. warms him up, and because, like, they warmed him up and, uh, gave him food, like, do the birds attempt to sing his death song? Not yet. Oh, <laughs> hold on, real quick. Why didn't I win most accurate? Because I literally have a scene it, of where Ricky he's almost drowning, dying. drowning, and then the girl takes him in. Ah, whatever. I guess his I, I can the retro- British You can split. No, yeah, we, no, no, I don't want your bikes. All right, <laughs> I will sell them and buy you a real mongoose. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's that that was all I was asking. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just a real mongoose. Take it up with the panel of judges. <laughs> I don't know. Take it, <laughs> it, it up with HR. Take it ah. up with HR. Um, so they warm him up, and he, like, swoops around the house in this really cool kind of animation to show how quick he is. Like, it's in the last mm. five minutes, too, but it's very well animated. Yeah, like, the zigzagging, like, the swishing uh-huh. back and forth is very Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, which makes sense, because Chuck Jones. Um, Chuck Jones. But the mom just comes up with the name. She goes, we'll call him Ricky. And the boy goes, yeah, Ricky Ticky. And that's the only explanation they give for his name. Um, <laughs> okay. So they feed him a banana, and nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's a there's a bit in here where he's eating the banana when they save him, and the narrator Orson Welles goes, "It was a temptation to eat the whole banana, but Ricky's mother taught him well. A full meal makes a slow mongoose." And like, so true. Oh my! And, <laughs> in Orson Welles' deep voice, it's great. Uh, and Ricky has narration and a voice, like he can talk to other animals in this played by uh, Shepard Menken. Um, there's a quick bit where, like, Ricky falls in the bathtub for comedic effect. Oh, um, same. <laughs> yeah, as one does. Yeah. Um, the mom doesn't like Ricky sleeping with Teddy because Ricky's, like, sleeping uh, in his bed with him, like, all throughout since they found him because um, she's just hesitant and Ricky has to, like, win her heart over, I guess. Yeah, which, he's a wild mongoose. He's a wild mongoose. I also think that's funny because there are certain instances later where it seems like the mom has a thing for Ricky. No. In, in the things yeah. she says. I, it's not true, but there's certain phrasings that make you think, like, Wait, does the mom like have a crush on Ricky Ticky Tommy? She, this she is might not weird. have a crush or be in love with him, but like her mentality is like in a different, in another life sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm married. Oh, I, have, no. I have a son. In but, like, in life. but another life, if I were a mongoose, real fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way he like, he twerks his little squirrel tail <laughs> and <laughs> that saying, sultry voice. I'm not saying I'm in love with Ricky, but if a witch cursed me to be a mongoose. I know whose house I would go to. The princess and the mongoose. You know what's bad when the mongoose is looking better than the dad. Yeah, Ooh. no, for real. Um, it just turns into like a weird way for Chuck Jones to talk about his bad marriage. <laughs> I don't know if he no, actually had a bad Um So the next morning at breakfast, Ricky goes out into the garden um, just to kind of like snoop around and see what's up. Uh, that's when he meets Darcy, the tailor bird, and his wife. Um... Uh, so Ricky can talk to them like the animals can talk to each other and they say that Nag ate their baby bird and it's then revealed that Nag is this big cobra that's been terrorizing the garden and Ricky's scared at first but then Orson Welles says Ricky remembered his one true purpose is to hunt and kill snakes and so he like fights him Uh, it was they both like scurry off like oh I've never seen that creature before 
Um, so Ricky takes a stroll around the garden and comes up with a plan, very Dark Soulsing it, of like trying to guess his attack pattern. Um, <laughs> uh, he watched a walkthrough on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he can glitch he the boss the into the corner and kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so Teddy finds Ricky in the garden, but right before he can reach for Ricky, uh, Kurate, a dark brown snakeling, like pops up. Oh. Ricky fights that and wins because Ricky, as a mongoose, is trained yeah. to fight snakes. It's the mini boss. Gotcha. It's mm-hmm. the mini boss. And so now the family is in love with Ricky, especially the mom who calls Ooh. him handsome. No. She calls um. Yeah, she calls the she calls the mongoose handsome. Um <laughs> before and so That's like a cute and cuddly, questions. but handsome's a little far. Yeah, hands- oh, just wait, it gets better. Um <laughs> no. <laughs> um so they now love Ricky, and then it's nighttime again, and Ricky falls asleep with Teddy. But Ricky goes off for a nightly walk, I guess, to, like, do his rounds and patrol, whatever. Or he meets Chichundra, the muskrat. <laughs> and Chichundra's real afraid. Like, he's anxious. Uh, he says Nag is everywhere that he heard from his cousin, the rat. I don't know. Um, my cousin, the rat. My cousin, the rat. That's what he says. Um, and so... Ricky, based on what he hears from Chichundra, he, like, overhears Nag um, plotting with his wife, Nagaina, um, how to kill the father and mother of the family. Oh, wait, so Nag isn't Nagaina. Nag is not Nagaina. Nagaina is later introduced um, as as Nag's wife. Okay. Okay. Um, So Ricky finds both of them plotting to kill the mom and dad of the family in order to get rid of Ricky. They just want to get rid of Ricky. They figure, like, oh, if we take care of the family, he'll leave. Um, And so Nag hatches this plan by waiting in the bathroom, curled up by, like, a pot in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ricky Ricky follows him uh, into the bathroom and, like, straight up pounces on him. Like, he gets that red sparkle in his eyes, and he just... Dude, the the fight scene is actually incredible. Um... (laughs) Uh, it wakes up the dad and like it causes a skirmish and uh nag is down for the count like nag is dead ricky kills him in the bathroom oh Um, wow yeah so they bring him so they bring ricky back to the bedroom in order to protect teddy for the rest of the night and the mom calls him brave and beautiful oh this brave beautiful mongoose Ricky, you're so beautiful. You're so brave. Sleek brown hair. I love your eyes. They're so into. I mean, they're so pretty. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) um, the next morning, Ricky, we can't. (laughs) Shut up. Y'all can't see my face, but if you could, Ricky, I'm a married woman. August, shut up. Um. The next morning, Ricky realizes he now has to deal with Nagaina because the mom tucks her hair behind her ear. Goes, Stop oh it! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ricky. Like the Radio Rebel kind of. Radio, yeah. uh, she gives she gives Ricky the Radio Rebel and goes, Ricky, no. <laughs> in, the morning, <laughs> in the morning, in the morning, Ricky realizes he has to settle things with Nagaina because she's the only one left and Snag is dead. Um, and she might be mad that he just killed her husband. Yeah, she's kind of pissed. Kind of pissed. Oh my god. Um, Luke, you have, you have the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you do the jokes. Not good ones. That one was great. Um, 
So uh, he walks out into the garden to hear Darzee, that same Taylor Bird, singing Ricky's victory song. There's a death song and a victory song. Nice. Um, it's this weird musical number praising Ricky. All the while, Ricky's interrupting him, saying, where is Nagaina and her eggs? I need to take care of her eggs. Um, He's got to so... take care of that mom's eggs, too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, my I'm God. I'm going to throw something at you. Uh, <laughs> So he hatches a plan with Darzee and his Wait, wife. what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> let's not question it. Let's keep going. Right, so, Darzee and his wife, yeah. so Ricky hatches a plan with Darzee and his wife to catch Nagaina um, by where her eggs are, which I guess are by a melon bed. Um, oh. Huh. So, oh, you mean like a bed... Like a like a garden bed full of melons. I thought you meant a bed yeah, made out of like melons. A sleeping bed made, made full out of, of melons. melons. Yeah, I was I like, that's a bad know, material that's, to make a bed out of. That's not what I thought, but now I want to sleep on a melon bed. A melon bed. <laughs> that would be great for your health, just being surrounded yeah. by fruit while you Good sleep. It'd be real sticky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Darzy <laughs> and, and his wife uh, help Ricky um, while Darzy's wife is like, kind of dragging her wing in front of Nagaina, pretending like, oh, I'm injured. Like, oh, somebody come help me. Um, Ricky is destroying all of Nagaina's eggs, like killing her babies. Uh, oh, my God. It doesn't show anything, but, like, yeah. Uh, but he leaves one egg uh, unharmed because he hears a noise, um, which is the noise is Nagaina trapped the British family at their breakfast table. Um, and is like, if you guys move, I will pounce. And like, so they're all like stiff as a board. Ricky hears like their scream and comes and tries to save them. And he has the unharmed egg in his mouth. And he oh. says like, if you let them go, I'll give you your unharmed egg. And she goes, okay. And like turns around and there's this weird, it's like three seconds long. He puts the egg down and goes trick, 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 trick. And like, and that's when the fight starts. Huh. It's the oh. weirdest thing. Yeah. Wait, okay. who says trick? Ricky. He puts Ricky. the egg down and goes trick, trick, trick. And it, so is he announcing that that's a trick? It was a trick. Yeah. I guess oh, he, he oh. tricked Nagaina into not. He's getting in his head. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. tricked Nagaina. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay. I thought it was him saying that Nagaina was tricking him. No, but... he tricked Nagaina into not biting the family. Okay, good. I guess. He's um, casting a spell. And that's where the last five minutes picks up of where Ricky says, your fight is with me, Nagaina, and oh, fight hey. sequence ensues. Gotcha. Nagaina, get, she does get her egg. That's what she grabs and slithers all over the place and goes into the ground. Ricky follows her. Death song. He's not dead. Ricky's the hero. The mom is in love with him in the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm a little sad that they don't show him beat Nagaina or like force her away. Yeah, they were like just that. like, yeah, yeah, all right. They Ricky go into just the comes hole, out, sing a song, like, and he comes It's all out. over. It's all over. Um, for the tension. It was all for the tension. All, it's all, all for the all the sexual uh, tension. No. Between Ricky and the mom. What yeah. is this podcast rated? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh. <laughs> I never hit the explicit content button. I probably we might should. have to I for this episode. On YouTube, I don't put it. It's made for kids. It's, <laughs> it's, no, it's not made for kids. It's not made for kids. But <laughs> so that's Ricky Tiki Tavi, huh. and it's half an hour long, and it's bananas. Bananas. So when so this is adapted from like a chapter or like a, a story in the Jungle Book. Yes. Uh-huh. When was the Jungle Book movie released? The John Favreau one? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You mean the, the original, original Disney? Disney. Yeah. Um, let me look it up. Necessities. 
while you're at it when was the jump was that 17 or 16 uh jungle book was 1967 so this came out after 67 after the first jungle book movie gotcha and they like which i guess i i mean there's no mongoose in right the disney jungle book so there there are certain parts of the book that they cut out obviously and so i Mm -hmm. guess this is adaptations of those certain sections did they come up with a bunch of different like how many i'm i'm not sure this is the only one that i know of it's definitely the most popular it's gotcha yeah that makes sense yeah it's i think it's the only one that really lasted if that makes sense um but there's also it comes in a like a pack of these things called the chuck jones collection and there's a picture of ricky tiki tavi on the cover cute little mongoose and then beneath it is mowgli's brothers and the white seal which is the most terrifying <laughs> image. If you just look it up on IMDb and you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Oh, no. What is going on there? I don't know. I think I had a VHS on this at my grandmother's house and that's how I watched it. Not not mm. the Chuck Jones not collection, the, yeah, yeah. just Ricky Tiki Tavi. It just looks like there's Chuck a, Jones has got a weird thing where he likes pairing up humans on. and animals. That's a great <laughs> note to end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's Ricky Tiki Tavi from 1975. All right. Um, and yeah, so I guess next week our host is August. Hi, I'm August. What's um, our movie? Oh, crap. Uh, all right. Our, so it's kind of sucks, but our movie for next week is Dark City. Um, the part that sucks about it is that it's not on any streaming website or any oh. platform. Oh. Pirate um, that movie! Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> never mind, never mind. No. no, definitely don't pirate that movie. Uh, don't do that. Don't pirate the director's cut, which is the version we'll be watching. Don't do that. What? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was... I, I, we, I have Dark City on DVD, but it's the theatrical cut, and it uh-huh. starts off way worse. Oh. Okay. Um... So I, I we're gonna be watching the director's cut. We're gonna I'm gonna be buying it on Amazon. Got it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dark City. Join us next week. All right. Dark, 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 City. Dark City. Dark City. Dark City. Okay, Patrick, you're starting to bum me out. <laughs> right, the place we never made it to. Dark City. The Goofy Goers Tears. Speaking of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and David Hasselhoff. Um, I've been. I rode the Hasselhoff. <laughs> I've been Luke. I've been August. I've been Hannah. And I, I have been Ben. Oh, we have to thank the people we thank. Oh, thank yeah, you, Aaron. And Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. We have nobody Thanks, else to thank Aaron. besides the U.S. Copyright Office. We're certified. <laughs> nobody else could take nuclear popcorn. Sue me. No one can take nuclear popcorn. Actually, don't popcorn. sue me. Please, Please don't. don't. Yes, yeah, so neither nuclear nor nuclear popcorn can, you, can be taken. I'm not saying it wrong. <laughs> it's nuclear. But you hear a difference. There is, there is a difference. There is a difference. I'm being gaslit. They're gaslighting. It's because you're wrong. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Nuclear Popcorn. We'll see you next time. It's going to be some girl bossing next episode. I, okay. I'm going to throw Thank something Thank you for listening to Nuclear Popcorn. <laughs> Bye. 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 I'm getting gaslit.